Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is having a great start to their new year. And yeah, what a crazy year 2020 has been. It's I'm happy it's over. It felt like a whirl a whirlwind, not whirlwind. It felt like it went warp speed. That's what I was meant to say. It felt like it was going warp speed. It went by in a flash. And I'm happy it's over. New year, new beginnings. And yeah, with new beginnings, everyone has every year new New Year's resolutions, maybe things to complete, goals, transformations. And I haven't really put much thought into mine, to be honest, entering the new year. But I think we're focused on, I would say in the last six months, is be more health conscious. So eat more healthy stop eating bad foods whenever I want and also be more flexible, more mobile. So obviously gyms opened up, everyone was packed in there weightlifting. But one thing that I got away from, from training for football was the warming up properly, rolling out the muscles, stretching, dynamic, dynamic movements, all the muscles warming up before lifting and incorporating mobility exercises, flexibility exercise along with my weight training so that I'm covering all the bases so that I don't build up too much muscle and be, not be flexible and then you know have these pulls and tears and these mind injuries that can add up and add up and add up. So I ordered some from Amazon, ordered some um, resistance bands. And I'm considering buying a few weights, even though they are pretty, pretty expensive now. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure someone has inflated the price 100 percent for these what the weightlifting. So, so I looked at a barbell, a standard barbell, which is about 45 pounds, and two plates, two for about I think 500. $500, I believe. No, 400 So that's what currently I'm working on. But yeah, my goal is to be more health conscious. And I've been consistently taking some of the vitamins I personally take. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutrition expert. But ones I stick to is vitamin C, vitamin D3, magnesium, zinc, and omega-3, 6, and 9. And yeah, in regards to being, I guess, more health conscious, Diet-wise, obviously Christmas has just passed. Ate a ton of terrible food. Just a ton. Sorry, just uh, adjusted my microphone there a little bit. But yeah, eating just a ton of food. And yeah, I want to get back in better shape. And at the same time, I want to, again, change my diet up, maybe try some new things I haven't done before. So one thing I've been looking at is something called the carnivore diet. And the name is basically what it means. It's a, just a carnivore diet. So essentially just going to be eating meat for the next 30 days. I'm planning to starting that, start that from January 7th to February 7th, 30 days. And the reason behind that is one, it's a simple diet to follow. All you do is eat meat, but you can have some organic grass-fed butter and maybe some cheese, I believe, and that's by preferences. And I might do a, a little bit of seasoning just so the meat is blend. And the reason for that, one, yeah, again, it's a simple diet to follow. And secondly, it sounds that you're just only eating meat, but 
there's been people who have gone on this diet and they have certain autoimmune disorders and just by eating meat that it's the best it's ever been and it goes away. And I don't think there's much um, research done this particular diet. I think, be, I think the reason is it just hasn't been around that long or that compared to other diets. And and what my take on that is I'm using it as a elimination diet and reintroducing food kind of diet. So what I mean by that is for the next 30 days, potentially 60, I'll see how it goes. 30 days just eating meat. And I think the meat I'm going to be focusing on is eggs. Oh, well, eggs are included. Eggs, uh, steaks, um, stir-fried beef. I believe it's obviously it's steak, but stir-fried beef. And... And I think salmon as well. There's a lot of nutrients in salmon. It's fatty. And one thing I haven't tried yet that I would like to incorporate that hopefully I like. We'll see what happens is liver. And the reason why liver is because it has a lot of liver has a ton of nutrients for you. Organ meats do. Uh, I believe it's I'm not going to try any other organ meats, but just liver and it's relatively cheap. So that's the good part. So and yeah, and then after 30 days, potentially 60 days. I will, th- then I'll start incorporating food. So maybe obviously some, some veggies like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, um, other foods like potatoes and yams and sweet potato and oatmeal and just see how foods, I guess, agree with my body, how they, how my body takes it. Cause as you grow older, your body can build up tolerances to certain foods, certain, yeah, certain foods in your body. So certain foods that you, um, eat, sorry. And yeah, see where it goes. Because again, I want to be more health conscious. And with that, I want to, you know, I definitely want to get more consistent blood, blood levels checked. My blood, like just different levels, see about what if I'm healthy or not internally. And just do that more constant or more consistently and be more conscious and aware of that. Because I believe sometimes we often believe we are healthy just because we feel nothing is wrong. Or because our body's maybe used to make certain inflammations in our body. And I think just as you grow older, it's just important to get just regularly checked her eyes, ears. I would like to personally get my brain checked more consistently, like a CT scan and just see how it's operating. I'm not sure how often you're allowed to do those types of tests, but I would love to just to see, you know, what's working, what isn't working. You know, for a period of time, I want to eat this food or do these exercises. This is how my body responds. I believe that's pretty interesting. I think it's just being self-aware. And... Yeah, so that's kind of my new resolutions. I've been doing yoga so far a couple of times throughout the week. About 30-minute yoga. Simple, easy. I feel a tremendous outward. I feel relaxed. And also, I guess in regards to health, I believe it would be more, more so mental health, is I believe I'm just going to start journaling more. And it sounds, you know, there's stigma behind it. Why are you journaling? You're not, you're not a kid. But I think, one... Sometimes we always have these nagging thoughts that we can't get rid of. And it could, and these thoughts could pile up and pile up and pile up, which could create just a huge moment in which you just implode, you explode. And I'm, I believe the, people, the reason why people have breakdowns is they don't either vent, they don't maybe get certain thoughts or ideas out that they need to. And I believe just journaling, whether it's you know, talking about your day, excuse me, dry throat here. Maybe save certain business ideas that you have. You jot them down. 
Maybe you're reflecting upon the day. Maybe thoughts about the future, goals. And then I think, so I think being on paper, getting out, it helps you first of all express certain ideas that maybe otherwise you wouldn't be able to. And again, it could add up, you can have just a breakdown. And I think also second to that, I think it'd be pretty cool in 10 years, 15, 20 years to look back at your thoughts from like 10 years past and seeing how far you've come, how much you've grown as a person, hopefully grown as a person. And yeah, and I think it'd just be a healthy way to maybe ex- get ideas out, frustrations out in a healthy way. On top of, you know, working out, on top of maybe doing some yoga, and on top of potentially talking to friends about it. So it's just another tool, another outlet, which would be very beneficial, especially, 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 <laughs> trying to say especially, especially right now where we're alone in our homes, technically not allowed to go see anyone or hang out with anyone. And yeah, it could just be a good way for people to get certain frustrations or anger out on paper and release some stress. And I guess also with 2020 coming to a close and I'm just rambling here, guys. Um, I'm a huge, as I mentioned, I'm a huge NFL fan. My team is New England, New England Patriots. And unfortunately they have not made the playoffs this year. It's the first time I believe like almost like two decades. They haven't been consistently in the playoffs. So I'm not sure what to do in the postseason. But uh, one person or one team I've been following closely as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the reason being is Tom Brady. For those who don't know who Tom Brady is, he's one of the most winning quarterbacks in NFL history. Uh, argument to be one of the greatest of all time. And he was with the New England Patriots, I believe, for 20 seasons. And now he's 43 years old, switched teams after 20 years of being on a, the same team, same routine. Um, new system, new players, new coaches, new everything. And obviously the pandemic happened, so he, there was no preseason, no time to hang out, match with the team, get some chemistry going. And he brought a franchise, which hasn't been in the playoffs for 13 years, brought him into the playoffs. He threw for one of the season um, totals for touchdowns for 40 at age 43. So I think that's pretty normal that someone's able to do that. And, and secondly, the NFL, compared to the NBA and NHL, and now the World Juniors, have not used a bubble system in regards to sports. So they didn't have, you know, a certain city or certain hub cities to host um, all the games. They've actually traveled from city to city and they've done tremendous so, tremendous social distancing measures. So they got to the point where players basically had to eat at its own. It can only be a one person per table. Every locker had a partition in between every locker. I believe... Yeah, you couldn't really hang on a facility. You got tested, I believe, repeatedly every day, if not just every day. And they had, and yes, they have had COVID outbreaks or not outbreaks, one outbreak, and a few players, and a decent amount of players have had it. And one thing to remember with that is because these, obviously, a lot of these players have families, have spouses, children. They're going to school. Their wives have potentially other lines of work. And either they're going grocery shopping or their wives or their spouse, sorry, are going grocery shopping. So obviously there's potential to get the the illness. But I think it's phenomenal that a lot of people that wrote the NFL off right from the get-go that they said they weren't going to have a full season. I think it was just a great example that if you do your due diligence, 
that in a way people make sacrifices and sac- what I mean by sacrifices again for players, you're not allowed to really go out. You can't really celebrate with your team, go out anywhere. And when you have your bye week, which is basically you have a week off throughout the season that you don't you basically get to relax, do whatever you want. Players couldn't go to any vacations or travel anywhere for a couple of days. And yeah, I guess boohoo, you know, they make a lot of money so they can travel anywhere. But again, they weren't and other players who broke protocol. Um, I believe one guy, his name is Dwayne Haskins, was up to the Washington football team and then had to be the starter for a few games because the starter was injured. And I think after a loss, not even a win, went out to a strip club. With, I don't think he had a mask on. Which is crazy, especially that the head coach just came, just beat cancer. So someone at very high risk who could maybe, who may potentially got, who would get COVID-19, maybe would pass away very quickly. So completely responsible, let from the team. But what I meant by it was a great example that if people make a few sacrifices, but then instead of lock, locking everyone down, I guess in a sense they are locked down, that if we do a ton of testing and a, and a rapid test at that, that you could have some normalcy instead of just locking completely down. And I believe one thing, I don't, I guess I would say it's a failure because we haven't done it. But I think that's a failure on the part of uh, North America and but Canada especially because I live here, is that we didn't have other means or trials for people to either use or not use. Um, I guess strategies, other alternative strategies or measures implemented so that maybe we could test or see if it's better than locking people down outright. You know, in my opinion, and this is in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a uh, virusologist, that's even a career out there. Um, these are some thoughts and ideas I got from other podcasts and other people I've spoken to. Is that what we could have done is there is tons, there is rapid testing out there, which you can find the result of if you have COVID or not in about, uh, I believe it's about 15 minutes. And an argument to be made is, well, that costs money. 100% it costs money. But the thing to think about is that we are going into a deficit as a country because we're a lot. I don't want to say a lot of the country's locked down, but certain industries are locked down completely. No one's making nearly as much money as they, they did originally or before. Excuse me. And, and yeah, so we are go, we're going to a deficit regardless. So why don't we try uh, going to a deficit while trying to be as, as productive as possible. So if we had rapid tests at restaurants, um, potentially movie theaters, comedy shows, or just shows in general, plays, theaters, and it was incorporated into the price. So obviously you buy all these rapid tests in bulk. You train people or a certain amount of people in a company to do it or or either get nurses to do it. There's enough um, power, um, labor capital to do so. But have these rapid tests in place and... If someone and then make all restaurants or majority restaurants, I'll say all restaurants, um, reservations only. And then when you come arrive at the restaurant, 
then you take a rapid test, you win your vehicle. And then if you test negative, I'll say, hey, come inside, come on eat. And we can be basically normal humans again. We don't have to wear a mask. Everyone in there, as we know, is is COVID negative. But then if you test positive, well, then obviously go to the hospital, go home, isolate, get better, feel well. And yeah, and then also we maybe, and potentially, I'm not sure about this, maybe stricter fines instead of just initially just trying to educate people. But if we just had, uh, yeah, just more rapid testing, temperature checking everywhere. Because I know in Edmonton, the main places I've been to, there's no checks anywhere. Except for, I went to, uh, I took an advanced, advanced first aid course. And every day we did a, a questionnaire and temperature checked. And there's four people in the class total, five including the teacher. And we still did the measures. And we were able to have normal in-class sessions. And I think I was a failure. I won't say, it sounds kind of harsh, but it's a failure on just a lot of um, the government's fault initially just to maybe have these temperature checks everywhere mandatory initially. Contact, hey, give me us your phone number. It's contact trace over there. There's an outbreak. We can contact you so you're aware of it so you can get tested. And then, yeah, have these rapid tests in place so that people get tested and then again, if they're COVID negative, awesome. Let's go hang out. We can be normal people again. And then, and then only after that, and, and if those, those cautions or strategies don't work, only after that, then you should have those lockdowns where, hey, there's an outbreak. We try these different levels of either reducing the spread, um, stopping the curve, and now we can go into a lockdown. Instead of just going into a lockdown. And the thing that frustrates a lot of people is that these lockdowns and rules don't make any sense whatsoever. For example, they shut down all the gyms, all the fitness facilities, which in my opinion was complete stupidity. As again, I don't know what they, they show how many new cases they are. They show the zones in which they're contracted. They, show, they do a good job of showing the deaths and total deaths. But what they don't really, um, what they don't show us is where these outbreaks occurred, where these where people just in large groups at their home, was that re- restaurants, was that fitness facilities, and then to what percentage were these outbreaks happening? So where was up, so the, what percentage of the total outbreaks, where were they, where were they occurring? And I don't, in my opinion, I don't think many happen for fitness facilities. And again, these fitness facilities were shut down. I think when people need them most for not only physical exercise, but also mental breaks. Again, another avenue to work out stress. But they closed these fitness facilities down and and the personal trainers are allowed now, instead of having people in this fitness facility, which is clean constantly throughout the day in between people's sets, in between people using the, the machines or dumbbells or weights and cleaned by the staff as well constantly throughout the day. Now these trainers are allowed to go in people's homes and train people in their homes, which I'm not saying people don't clean their homes clean, but I don't think they'll be asking as a fitness facility would or being cleaned um, consistently like a fit, fitness facility would. Which again, makes no sense. And then previously that, that, People were allowed to go out, but not not until pat not not pat. 
So we're allowed to go out, but not until 10 p.m. because that's when COVID starts being rampant. And I believe people just will love more transparency, more information. I, believe, I think people love to be told more health measures they could take personally. You know, again, this should be either a wing or like a asterisk saying, hey, that this may or may not help you stop the contraction of COVID or gain COVID. But here's some health measures to take to have the best immunity system possible. And list the essential vitamins people can take. May give some fitness advice, contact some fitness experts in the industry and ask them, hey, what are some homework, home exercises people can do? And I know there's has been trainers on social media and online who have been doing a phenomenal job um, posting homework, but those are more mainstream as well. Talk about how people can be more healthy. And, and then as well, just be more transparent information being put forth. Yes, we understand there's outbreaks and there's going to be deaths as well. And it's sad that people have died from this. But again, what is of the coronavirus in the eastern zones in the city, I think, which they have done. But then where, what is the percentage of different places the virus is being contracted? And I think people would love that more. And instead of kind of almost like, I feel like we're being told we're just not doing enough. And there's obviously this creating this polarity between people that if you don't wear a mask, you're killing people. And if you're, uh, if you're just wearing a mask and following orders, you're sheep. And I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. And I think we have to all remember that as citizens, not the politicians, but as citizens, we're together that it's always a few rotten apples who ruin the bunch. And I think, again, I mentioned this, but I think we've been so used to going to work all the time when we're sick. That's almost second nature now that we don't even think about it. But and then hope I get well, lost my train of thought there. Yeah, we're so used to going to work that I think we gotta realize, hey, if we're feeling unwell, feeling off, take a day to recover, take a couple of days to recover, that our health should be one of our top priorities. And yeah, that the information in regards to mainstream information being put forth has not been advertising or mentioning ways to be healthier, just essentially, I believe, uses scare tactics against us. And the people, I believe in, just I think in North America in general, a lot of people worldwide are getting fed up because they see certain politicians or politicians in general telling us, hey, stay inside. Don't go out. Only have Christmas and Thanksgiving, New Year celebration with people inside your household. But yet they're having huge family dinners. They're going to restaurants. They're traveling internationally. And so they're basically saying, do as I tell you, not as I do. I believe that's the saying. I probably messed that up. But yeah, they're... And so and as citizens, as people are seeing this, and it creates more distrust. And then for people who are conspiracy theorists, who believe this virus isn't even at all, well, there may be potentially more people or another no mask rally is being held, and which could spread the virus even more because, again, misinformation being put forth, not enough information, not being transparent with us. And 
I completely understand that all these politicians who are in the uh, leadership will be elected. So premiers of the provinces, prime minister, uh, United States governors, president. No one's ever been in a position to deal with pandemics before, 100%. But I believe either they just didn't bother learning from the first eight months of the pandemic and what didn't work and what worked, or they just don't care. I believe they do care. But the reason being, in my opinion, or why they haven't is acted quickly or decisively and why they have these heinous rules is because their paychecks aren't affected. I don't think Trudeau has taken a pay cut. I don't think any premier has either. And no leader, who quote-unquote leader, is leading. They're not really doing anything much. And again, maybe because they're scared of making the wrong decision, but... I think partially they want to seem like heroes and be reelected and have a legacy, which I think is stupid. We need, I believe we need people in, in power or who are in these leadership roles to make who are not worried about winning for their quote-unquote team who are there to add the people of the country. And hopefully that there are some changes that happen either post-pandemic or during this pandemic, where we have people who are either more transparent, people who are more honest, and people who are willing to maybe take other measures to see if those work compared to just having straight locks. Kind of ramble there. I talked about a bit about football, pandemic. What else? New Year's resolutions I spoke about. Obviously, I want to be healthier, and I hope, I truly hope that people maybe took this time to be refocus on their health, focus more on their health. Whatever that means to you, that means to you. Whether it be working out a bit more, eating a bit less here and there, whatever. But at least if you're more aware, people are more aware of their health, I think that would be a great thing. I believe hope. And again, another thought, I think I said this a few times on this podcast, is I hope people took stock of their life this past year, realized what is important, what isn't important, and may make some changes that are for the better. I think there was a ton of people who who work in these either nine to five jobs, traveling from work, so basically working all the time in an office, and now are working remotely from home, realize they're way more productive and they have more time with their family and for me personally, I made a couple of career changes. Well, a couple of career changes. Um, I guess I made a career trajectory this past year to um, actually become a firefighter. I've been thinking about it for a few years. And I'm up challenged because it is a challenging um, position to get. But I love serving people. I love being part of a community. I love being part of a team that achieves a common goal together. And with that, yeah, you're in service of other people. I just got my advanced first aid this past year. I uh, got my full class five finally, and then about to get my class license here pretty soon. And yeah, and I also, I guess, again, started this podcast um, 28 episodes in, which is remarkable. I never thought I would be in a in a speaking position or role ever as I mumbled or I do mumble still. And the reason why I mumble is because I'm with people who I'm uncomfortable with. If I'm comfortable with you, I'm probably going to be um, lazy on my speech. Just the way it is. I should get better at that. 
but yeah, I hope people took stock of their life. May change some, change some things up. They've realized maybe certain friends are best for them. Certain friends are not. Maybe adding new friends, change up their diet, change up their work. Maybe having a side, so starting a new hobby. And maybe, yeah, I guess, yeah. And then, and I would just hope people just have a good uh, 2021 and that life is what you make it. I guess that's a little bit BS, but also there's a lot of truth to that, that yes, we're facing a, um, a pandemic where there's a ton of, a lot of that's out of control, but what is something you can focus on and what can you control? You can control what foods you can consume, what you can consume either by TV or by reading books. You can, you can decide if you want to work out or not. You could decide which people to hang around, what what thoughts you have in your head. That takes some work, of course. And I believe we always focus on what we can't control instead of focusing on what we can't control. And I think we focus on what we can't control is and focus on what we can control and not worry about what we can't control, which is hard again. But I think we will have a more pleasant 2021 and yeah, take some chances this year because obviously saw a year where people lost businesses, lost work, work or businesses maybe they didn't even like in the first place. So I take some chances there, change things up this year. And yeah, I'm excited for this year. I have a, a few good guests lined up. I'm planning, trying to plan a few months ahead now and we'll have deeper more open conversations with other people who maybe conversations that will challenge me, challenge my opinions, challenge my thoughts. And I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm hoping for those conversations. I wanna, I'm hungry to learn from other people, hungry to get information out there for, for other people to learn as well. And I want to spread open conversation that I want to show that we are all humans. We make mistakes when we speak, that we can correct them, learn from them move forward. But then also that we can have actual conversations with people whom that we may disagree with and still be civil, still have a relationship afterwards, and that we don't have to censor each other, we don't have to blame, shame, take down the previous profiles, that we can all be respectful human beings to one another and have open conversations. So appreciate you all listening. I'm hoping, no, I'm not hoping, I will have more and better guests and the ones they had, which I had phenomenal guests, and I'm excited to have repeat guests. And then eventually I'll work my way to having some visual um, audio, visual audio, um, visual on YouTube. So I believe people enjoy watching podcasts as well. And I'm excited to see where this thing goes. So thank you.